0: Adams launches it to shooter, shooter catches and scores! To tie it at 122! You are Locked On Thunder, your daily Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder Podcast. On the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. That is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Follow the show on Twitter at Lothunderpod. Email the show, Lothunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128, 405 362 7-1-2-8, there is no reason for you not to be interacting with this show and leaving your takes for the show. So on today's show, we're going to dive into the first trade of the offseason for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Dennis Schroeder's on his way out to La La Land. We're also going to talk about what that means for the direction of this team. Did the Thunder win or lose the trade? And we're going to preview what other moves might be made as soon as today at 11 o'clock in the morning, Central Standard time, I'm also going to update you on Gallinari's free agency and much more. We start, though, with the biggest news around the NBA as of right now, and that is the fact that Dennis Schroeder has been traded to the Los Angeles Lakers, and in return, the Oklahoma City Thunder are given the 28th pick and Danny Green. So before we dive into this conversation, which to me has been unnecessarily polarizing for the reason being that we haven't seen a trade since March and people are just so excited to get their takes off in a new transaction. This, to me, should not be a very polarizing or should not be a very um, interesting trade in the sense of picking a winner and loser. We have to remember that Oklahoma City got Dennis Schroeder for a trade in which they sent Carmelo Anthony to the Atlanta Hawks, who never played a game for the Atlanta Hawks, and a first-round pick in 2022 that if it does not convey in 2022, which is lottery protected, which we all think and know that Oklahoma City will be in the lottery in 2022, if it does not convey, it turns into two second-round picks. So remember, Dennis's value entering his two-year stint in Oklahoma City was a guy who would never play for that organization and two first-round picks. That was the value Sam Presti took on. And after two good seasons in Oklahoma City, after what should have been a six-man-of-the-year campaign this past season, Sam Presti was able to turn Dennis Schroeder into a first-round pick in Danny Green. Remember, the conversation around Carmelo Anthony was, why should the Thunder trade him? Why Why not just wave and stretch him the same way you did Kyle Singler? People wanted Oklahoma City to give Carmelo Anthony the Kyle Singler treatment. People like Nate Duncan, who is a very smart NBA mind, a very respected NBA media member, he wanted the Thunder to wave and stretch Carmelo Anthony. So that was the value of Dennis. So you have to work backwards from there. And the Thunder turned him from a negative asset into someone worth a first-round pick and Danny Green. Dennis gave you two great seasons filling his role. He bails you out more times than not. with both iterations of the team this past season and with Russell Westbrook. And he gets you back the 28th pick this year. And Danny Green, who is also an expiring deal, so you don't take on any long-term money. Danny Green, who is a 40% three-point shooter in his career, who is an eight-point scorer in his career, who plays stellar defense, who is a name and a quality of player and a type of player that contending teams are going to talk themselves into at the deadline. If you can't trade him before then, there's there's speculation that Danny Green will be traded before then. If you can't trade him before then, you're going to have a nice haul on your hands for Danny Green at the deadline. NBA Twitter has allowed a poor postseason in the bubble to shake what you believe Danny Green is worth. Listen, if we did the same thing here in Oklahoma City, okay? what did Gallinari do in the bubble? Gallinari was really, really bad in the bubble. He was really, really bad in the postseason. But do you think that Sam Presti should give give Gallinari away for nothing? Do you think that Gallinari also now has no value because he was really bad in a small sample size in a playoff run in the bubble? Of course you don't. You think that Gallinari is worth a first-round pick. You think that Gallinari is worth an amazing sign-and-trade haul. That's what you think. So you've got to extend that same courtesy to Danny Green, who had a poor postseason in L.A. And if you want to go back to last postseason, he was good in Toronto. Danny Green has shown you more often than not that he's a good three-point shooter and he's a really good defender. And he'll be able to display that in Oklahoma City if they keep him around until the deadline. And at the deadline, you will have 10 playoff spots up for grabs. With the new play-in tournament, you're really looking at 1 through 10 as playoff teams. So there will be more teams than ever looking to boost their roster, more teams than ever looking to contend, more teams than ever chasing that ever-elusive playoff game, that elusive playoff TV deal. Because remember, in the first round, you still have your regional partners as playoff providers for, for television. You can watch the first round on ABC and TNT, but you can also watch them on Fox Sports Oklahoma. So that gives Fox Sports Oklahoma another game to broadcast and a more important game to broadcast. And now you sit with Danny Green, who at the deadline could very well be worth a first-round pick, if he just plays amazing. If he doesn't play amazing, you were in line for two to four second-round picks. Okay. That's pretty good. And if he is absolutely terrible again, the same way he was in the postseason, he's an expiring contract. So be it. The Thunder could not have done any better than this for Dennis Schroeder. If they could, they would have. If they could have, they would have. This is a really good trade for Dennis Schroeder. I don't see how Thunder fans can walk away from this pessimistic or walk away from this feeling like Sam Presti got fleeced. You can't get fleeced in a Dennis Schroeder trade. You just can't. Everyone has to take a step back and realize what this was. First of all, Dennis, without question, had a career year. Dennis, in my opinion, without question, is the sixth man of the year. But those career years are bound for a regression to the mean. Do you think that all of a sudden now, Dennis has learned how to shoot the basketball? That he can be consistent from three-point land again next season? As he learns a new role, learns a new system, learns how to play with LeBron? Maybe he can be. But we all knew his value, Dennis's value, would never be higher than it is right now. And if you are someone sitting here right now thinking Sam Presti got fleeced, which, again, you cannot get fleeced in any Dennis Shooter trade. If you think he got fleeced in this trade... Then you really need to take a step back and readjust all of your expectations for the future moves to come. Because if you thought Dennis was going to be anything more than a first-round pick, I don't know what to tell you. I just don't. And again, Danny Green, despite what NBA Twitter will tell you about his postseason run last year, is still going to be easily flippable if you keep him at the deadline. Heck, he could be moved before the season starts. That's how how well-respected he is around basketball. But adding a first-round pick is great for the Thunder. Right now, the Thunder own 25 and 28. They have the possibility to own pick 10 as well. There's that report that they want to trade it for the mellow ball. Well, 10, 25, 28 be a nice little start. It would be a nice little start to trade up and get Lema the Ball. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but you're putting yourself in position now. You're putting yourself in position. This was a great trade for both sides. The Lakers get, I think, their third best player on the roster. I mean, behind the Brian AD, he's already their third best player on the roster. Really good impact player. And the Thunder get a reclamation project in a year they're trying to lose and don't really care if he's good or bad. If he's really good, you might get a first-round pick from a desperate team. If he's decently good, you're going to get a second-round pick. And if he's no good, okay, well, then this conversation is over and he's a free agent after next year, and so be it. See you later, Danny Green. Meanwhile, Danny Green is an amazing locker room guy by all accounts. He is going to be a good mentor for a guy like Terrence Ferguson who tries to embody that role of a 3 and D player. And the conversation should be as simple as that. If you think that Oklahoma City, as someone told me on Twitter, gave up Dennis Schroeder for pocket change, you're sadly mistaken. You're sadly mistaken. A first-round pick in Danny Green, despite what NBA Twitter will tell you after his disastrous postseason run, is not pocket change. And so now we wait to see if there's going to be another team step up and take Danny Green right now, or he goes into the season with Oklahoma City and then you trade him at the deadline but this trade's amazing. Now you've got your two first round picks this year, probably going to be three after a Chris Paul trade. And you really have the flexibility between your three picks this year and your seemingly endless amount of picks in the upcoming seasons in the upcoming drafts to do whatever the heck you want. If you're Sam Presti, get whatever prospect you want. If you're Sam Presti, the question no longer becomes, how do you move up to get, X player, it becomes, is it worth it to move up to get X player? Is it worth it to trade these assets for the middle ball? And honestly, I think if it's anything other than Shay, other than your own 2021 and 2022 draft picks, it is worth it. But those three things have to be protected off the table. And if a trade cannot work with those three things off the, ta- off the table, then it's no longer worth it. But we'll see. It's going to be a fun week. And coming up, we're going to talk about just the timeline of how these events will unfold because we now have the clearest picture we've ever had, including dates and times of when moves will be made, when moves can be made, and how this season, from start to finish, from the tip-off to the NBA Finals, will look like. That's coming up, but first I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCKEDON, you're going to get 20% off your next order. They have six brand new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew. They are phenomenal for pre-workout. They are great for post-workout, and they are even, even designed to be a meal replacement. They're just that filling. Trust me, you can only eat a Bilt Bar and be totally fine for breakfast, lunch, or dinner. It's that filling and that good. Bilt Bars are great for the health-conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bilt Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. You're going to want to get your hands on them today, and you can do that. By going to billboard.com, using promo code LOCKEDON, get 20% off your next order when you use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order. And while supplies last, you're going to get a free cooler with every purchase. So the dates and times are officially set for what this offseason and season will look like around the NBA. I am Ryland Stiles. This is Locked On Thunder, your only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder Follow me on Twitter at Ryland_Styles. underscore That's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-A-S. I am your local expert and credentialed media member. So we dive into what this offseason will look like first. The transaction window opens in a couple of hours, depending on when you're listening to this. This show goes live every single day at 4 a.m., so be sure to subscribe and listen to the show wherever it is you get your podcast from. But the transaction window opens Monday, today at 11 a.m. Central Time. That means that teams can begin to make trades and players can begin to opt in, opt out. Teams can exercise their options as well when the transaction window opens. This does not include free agency. We'll get to that in a second. Also tomorrow at 11.15, the media will gather and we will talk to draft prospects starting with Isaiah Stewart. We'll move into Zeke at 11.30, Nico Mannion at 11.45, Vernon Carey Jr. at noon, Josh Green at 12.15, Jaden McDaniels, who a lot of people love, at 12.30, James Wiseman at one fifteen. Of course, all those times are central, uh, so follow along on Twitter. I'll have all their answers uh, in a thread below uh, each of their names on Twitter, at Rylan underscore styles. Is that R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S? The NBA draft, of course, is Wednesday. We'll also talk to more players on Tuesday as the media, including LaMelo Ball. So you're going to want to stay tuned for that. Uh, so then the draft is Wednesday. After the draft, the option dates for contracts will have to be finalized and either picked up or let go, on November 19th at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. That's whenever the options have to be finalized. For Oklahoma City, they have a lot of contract options. Hamadou Diallo has a team option for $2.6 million. Abdul Nader has a team option for $1.7 million. Dante Burton has a team option for $1.6 million. Mike Muscala has a player option for $2.2 million. If I was the GM and if I was Sam Presti, what I would predict would be that you pick up Diallo, you pick up Nader, and Muscala opts in, and then you, of course, do not pick up Burton's team option. But we'll see what Sam Presti actually does. Free agency negotiations begin Friday at 5 p.m. Central Time. Uh, The agreements can happen on Monday. So, as you all know, there's that weird period where, you know, contracts are agreed to, in theory and in principle. And then days later, the team gets to announce it. So Woj at 5 p.m. on on Friday will have his initial rush of this guy signing there, this guy signing here. Uh, And then not until Monday, though, will the teams make the official statement and the official announcement that they have acquired said player. It's just that weird NBA rule. But free agency opens for all intents and purposes on Friday at 5 p.m. Now we get into the actual season from here. Training camp, begins December 1st, as we all knew. Now, the preseason is now official. There will be a preseason. It'll take place December 11th. Teams will have at least three preseason games. You're guaranteed for one of those three games to be a home game, but you can also request a fourth preseason game, and I would assume if you did get the fourth preseason game, uh, your schedule would be balanced with two and two if possible, Uh, but it's unclear right now which teams are going to request that fourth game and which teams are not. Given the quick turnaround, I would imagine not a lot of teams will request that fourth preseason game, but we will see. The actual season starts on the 22nd, so the preseason is on December 11th. That's the date that we'll have basketball back. NBA basketball is back on December 11th for preseason, The regular season is on December 22nd uh, for the season tip-off. The All-Star break, which will not include an All-Star game, is set for March 5th through the 10th. The end of the regular season is set for May 16th. The play-in tournament, which includes 7 through 10 seeds, will be on May 17th through the 21st. The play-in tournament remains the same. Uh, The higher seed only needs to win one game. The lower seed needs to win two straight games uh, to advance into the next round. So you have the conference semifinals on June 7th, uh, the conference finals on June 22nd, and the NBA finals going from July 8th until the 22nd for the NBA finals. These dates, of course, are subject to change due to COVID. The schedule is expected to be announced after Thanksgiving for the official schedule. We'll see if that comes true. So that's what we know so far about what this week and what this season will look like around the NBA. So as trades start to become official, let's preview some moves that could happen so right now locked in to the thunder roster ahead of the draft locked in is shea dort basely ferguson isaiah Roby, steven adams and then you have the four player slash team options we talked about prior so we'll see how many of those get picked up so that would put your total at 10 players that are locked in assuming chris paul gets traded now, of course, Chris Paul will probably bring back one or two players, so bump that total up. So that's what you're working with ahead of the draft. And now you know officially you have two draft picks uh, in the first round, three altogether. You might have more than that. In fact, you probably will have more than that. So that's the kind of the framework of this roster moving forward. So we now start to preview the trades. And I am predicting that Chris Paul, of course, will be traded by the draft. I think right now there's just so much smoke around the Suns, you'd be a fool to pick against the Suns. So I'm going to say that he gets dealt to the Suns, and it will be for Kelly Oubre Jr., Ricky Rubio, and the 10th pick. I think that that's going to be the actual package. And there is some talk right now about what if it is Cam Johnson, what if it is Michael Bridges. I would prefer, honestly, to have the 10th pick. Now, if if one of those two guys is thrown in there with the 10th pick, sure, sign me up. But if it's between Cam Johnson and the 10th pick, give me the 10th pick. That's just me personally. So I think that he's going to go to the Phoenix. Now, Steven Adams, I think that he's going to stay pat. I think that you write it out one last season with Adams on this massive deal. He's an expiring contract. You re-sign him in the offseason next year for a much lower contract because no one is going to touch Steven Adams with a a 10-foot pole. And so... You bring him back, he is your Thunder culture guy. He is your Nick Collison of this generation. He is your UD of this generation. He is a Thunder lifer, and he stays around to have some semblance of the old regime and of the old era of Thunder basketball. As you begin to tank, you begin to reposition yourself, and you begin to lose more games than these fans are accustomed to, they can have that bridge to the next era with Steven Adams. Danny Green and Kelly Oubre, if I had to project right now, if those two guys do come back to Oklahoma City, I would say they're not dealt until the deadline for Danny Green. For Kelly Oubre, it certainly feels like he will be traded and not even play a game in Oklahoma City. So the final trade that I think could happen is, will Oklahoma City move up for LaMelo Ball? To be honest with you, I would say no right now. I think it's too hard to move up for LaMelo Ball. I think that the Timberwolves are kind of talking themselves into locking in on the mellow ball. So I'm going to say no, but it's not impossible. It'll be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. As long as Shea, the 2022 pick and the 2021 pick are not touched. It'd be a lot of fun. The question is how do you get a package worthwhile from Minnesota without including one or more of those three things? And I don't want to include any of those three things. So if that's, if that's the asking price and if that's the demand, and if that's the only way you get LaMelo ball, I don't want the Mellow ball. But if it's anything less than that, Go ahead, give me a little ball. Let's see what happens. It'll be great content. So coming up, I want to talk about the latest update on Gallinari's free agency. And we are back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am credentialed media member and your host, Rylan Styles. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore That's R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This is Lockdown Thunder, the only daily podcast about The Oklahoma City Thunder. So we're going to dive in now to the rumors around Delino Gallinari's free agency updates. And it started this weekend with the Dallas Mavericks saying that they're very interested in Gallinari. Miami, the Heat have jumped in and said that they're also looking at a variety of ways that they can get Gallinari on their team. Both of these teams had deals agreed to in principle with Gallinari last season that fell through Miami most recently at the trade deadline in which Miami sent over a acceptable deal and a deal that Sam Presti did accept uh, with the pieces getting back for Oklahoma City but fell through because Miami and Gallinari could not agree to a contract extension. So there is history between Gallinari and both of these front offices. My sneaky idea is... What if Dallas swoops in, and Dallas, who, who I think should stand back, and I think Dallas should just run it back with the exact same team they had last year, uh, make little to no moves, and keep their options open for the free agency of next year with Giannis and trying to lure Giannis to Texas, into Dallas. But I had a sneaky idea of what if Dallas swoops in, and says, you know what? We will pick the player you want at pick 18. And we will trade him to you when free agency opens for Gallinari. That would be interesting. That is yet another way to get yet another first-round pick. And this time for Gallinari. If I had to bet right now, I think that it'll be Miami who swoops in and, and, and trades for him. I, I just wonder that we're hearing this report about two teams who view themselves as very legitimate contenders for Giannis. There was that story in the athletic about Giannis and Rick Carlisle having a past relationship and Rick Carlisle helping Giannis and, and, and working with him in an open gym where Giannis literally had no idea who the heck Rick Carlisle was. In fact, he said in that article, uh, there was a quote from him and his, and his coach, his private trainer that said, Giannis came up to the private chair and said, hey, can we go shoot on another goal? Because that man's there again. And he always wants to talk to me. He's really nice. He's really helpful. But he always wants to talk to me. and I just don't want to do it right now. I want to work with you. That's what he said about NBA champion Rick Carlisle. That's how long ago Rick Carlisle was working with Giannis. And so I'm sure that they've kept a relationship since then. And Giannis, you can check on Instagram, is in Texas and Dallas specifically quite a lot. Quite a lot. So both these organizations feel like they've laid the groundwork and feel like they can get Giannis in free agency. So what does a Gallinari contract look like in terms of keeping those options realistic and keeping those options open? But I am interested in what could happen here. I think that the the floor for a Gallinari contract is for Miami. You give OKC Kendrick Nunn. You give OKC whatever salary matching you need to do, obviously. But I'm just talking about assets here, not 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 matching salaries. The asset is Kendrick Nunn, and you lift the protections on the 2023 pick, and that's that's it. That's how you get Gallinari. Again, with the contracts, or whatever. But that's that's the assets. And you might ask why would Oklahoma City want those protections lifted? Uh, because it's lottery protected, and you would imagine if they have Gallinari with the team they had last year in the Eastern Conference, and maybe getting Giannis. They're going to be a playoff team for 2023. Well, we all thought that about the Clippers. We all thought that about the the Rockets. And then also, even if they do not get disgruntled, even if they do not blow up the team somehow, unexpectedly, they can get hurt. I mean, Butler has an injury history. They can get hurt. Giannis got hurt this year. I mean, they can get hurt. So you do want that protection of, of lottery being taken off. I mean, KD and Russell Westbrook, they got hurt. It can happen. I mean, it can happen to your two stars at the exact same time. You just never know. I think that that would kind of be the floor of of an asset returning back where you still feel good about it. I mean, you still feel good about getting an unprotected pick and Kendrick Nunn for Gallinari, a, a rental piece in Gallinari, who you tried to trade you know, three different times at the deadline. You still feel good about that. But it's interesting to me that these are the two teams openly involved about Gallinari, Another sneaky threat to me is the Suns. If the Suns go in and get Chris Paul, I believe that they'd still have the money to go sign Gallinari just outright and free agency without involving Oklahoma City. And then you get into could there be an even bigger trade coming up that that includes Gallinari and Chris Paul. It is going to be very interesting to find out what all will happen, and we will get those answers today at 11 a.m. M. It's going to be so fun to follow along. That's why you have to follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore that That's R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. Email the show, thunderpod at gmail.com. Call into the show, 405-362-7128. Let me know on Twitter what you think of the Dennis Trader trade. And if you're someone who thinks that Sam Presti did not get enough back, what would have been acceptable to you? Because if it's not a first round Anthony Green, I'm very interested in what you think you would have looked at and said, okay, they got exactly the value I thought they would from Dennis. I just want to know that. I think that would be interesting. Let me know what you think Alan ends up. Let me know how you think that the Chris Paul thing winds up, if we don't know already by the time you're listening to this. Because, again, it's going to come hot and heavy. The schedule for this week on Locked on Thunder, the only daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So Tuesday, we will do on the show... My top 60 big board, my top 60 prospects. We will have reactions from Monday's trade window opening, and we will even have an emergency podcast with double dip if Chris Paul gets traded early in the day Monday. We will be reviewing national mock drafts one last time, seeing where all the national pundits have Oklahoma City drafting and, and who they have Oklahoma City drafting, I should say. On Wednesday, we will do a best, worst, and most realistic case scenario for the Thunder entering Wednesday night's draft. On Thursday, we will break down every single pick Oklahoma City made, including who I would have picked at the time, and we'll do winners and losers of the draft night as well. On Friday, we will preview free agency, everything you need to know to get you squared away for free agency regarding the Thunder and the NBA in general. And all throughout the week and the weekend, we will have the flexibility to do emergency podcasts as needed. It's going to be a lot of fun. Stay locked in to Locked on Thunder and follow me on Twitter, Ryland_Styles. That's that R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S? Be good and be good to one another. We'll see you next time on Lockdown Thunder.